0: In Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, Jesus simply says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This verse reminds us of the importance of being self-aware and self-controlled. Hey, it's Charlie. Thanks for listening to the Encouragers United podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Encouragers United podcast, where I, Charlie Grimes, share my teaching and inspiration from the Bible and from other life experiences to help you live a more positive life, especially if you are a leader, if you are an influencer in someone else's life. My goal is to inspire and motivate you, uh, the listener, to chase your dreams, to be a force for encouragement and positivity in your world. Never ever give up. We believe that with hard work and determination and with God, anything is possible. And If you enjoy our podcast, please like and share and subscribe to it and help us spread positivity and encouragement everywhere we can. Thanks for tuning in. To be meek is to have a humble and gentle spirit submitted to God. We have to be able to encourage control our emotions and our reactions, especially in difficult situations. It's easy to let our emotions take over, leading us to say or do things that we're going to later regret. But when we're self-aware and self-controlled, we are able to respond to others with kindness, compassion, uh, and restraint, even when they may not deserve it. You see, being meek, also means recognizing our own limitations, our own flaws, and not trying to impress others or seek validation from them. Instead, we trust in God, His plan for our life, and we focus on becoming the best versions of ourselves that we can be. We're called by Jesus here to be meek, but not weak. Being meek doesn't mean that we allow others to take advantage of us, or that we don't stand up for what is right. It means that we're strong enough to control our emotions and reactions and to respond to others with love and compassion, just like Jesus would. Let us strive to be self-aware and self-controlled, putting our trust in God and his plan for our life. Enjoy this section of my sermon on the Beatitudes, The following is a short sermon clip from a message that I recently preached at Walnut Creek Mennonite Church in beautiful Holmes County, Ohio. For more information about the church and our ministry, please feel free to search for us on Facebook or Instagram, or go to our website, wcmen.org. Blessed. Affirmed, approved are those who are meek, for they will inherit the earth. Really? Really? Because that's not what I was taught. That's not the way the world works to me. I'm fighting tooth and nail to climb the ladder and to get to the next space. And I'll do it whether I cheat or steal or fight. I'm going to be strong. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. Meek. And, and meek is not weak. That's what I've learned, right? You may have heard this. Meek is not weak. One of my fondest memories when our children were were little is we would go over to Hirschberger Farms every fall. Isn't that cool? Since we've lived in Canton all these years, we would come down to Hirschberger Farms. And you know, it is just a tickled delight that I now minister in the community that I used to visit and just so admire the big Belgian horse that was at Hirschberger Farm. Can you believe how big that horse is? It's huge! Isn't it? Kids, do you know what I'm talking about? A Belgian horse? It's crazy big! Like bigger than the whole stage! It's huge! And that horse was so mild. And he could like just squash my daughter Leah when she was, you know, three or four years old. Just... done. But he didn't. That's a meek animal. That's an animal that could pull this building off of the foundation. But it doesn't. And I want you to know that's what Jesus is talking about with meekness. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is to have the strength of the universe, perhaps, and to not exert it, and to show self-control, restrain yourselves. And do you know who the greatest example of that was? It's one of the most powerful stories in Scripture. And we're going to get there next spring. Because Jesus Christ stands before Pontius Pilate, doesn't He? And His hands are probably bound behind Him. He's bloodied and beaten. His crown of thorns on His head. And Pontius says, Do you realize I have the power to release you? And Pontius Pilate has no idea who He's talking to. And there's wonderful dramat- dramatizations of this where Jesus in the cave. In the K- camera zooms in on that little eye and he just has a little glint in his eye. And he says, you do what you got to do, buddy. Because I, the Jesus of the Bible, have the power to not only release myself and to call down angels from heaven to destroy everything I want to do. Don't tell me that you have the power over me. You only have that power because my Father in heaven gave it to you. And my Father's will is that I don't squash you like a bug right now. Because there's a far bigger plan than just you, Pontius. You get that? You see how meek Jesus was in that moment to say, okay, I'll take it. And He stretches out His arms and He dies for you and I. Because that's power. Amen? And we can live like our Lord Jesus because we have authority in this world. You have strength in this world. You have influence. How is it that you often respond when someone wrongs you? That's a challenge. There's your challenge into being Christ-like. To have the authority. You see, this refers to a spirit that is quietly yielded to God alone. A spirit that is yielded to God alone. Is your spirit yielded to God today? How do you respond? And What's the reward? What's the payback for those who would show this kind of restraint? We're going to inherit the earth. I wanted to share just one more little bit of scripture with you that I think applies very well to what we're talking about here with meekness. It's actually uh, found in the book of Luke, chapter 14. It's a little section, uh, verses 7 through 10. I want to read it for you and then just give you some comments. But follow along with Jesus' teaching here on being humble. Uh, Because humility and meekness are are quite related. And so, listen to this parable that Jesus gives as he's teaching us to be self-aware and self-controlled. Verse 7, it says, He told a parable to those who were invited to this big party when he noticed how they would choose the best places to sit for themselves. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, Don't sit in the place of honor, because a more distinguished person than you may come and they have been invited by your host. The one who invited both of you may come to you and say, give your place to this man. And then in humiliation, you'll proceed to take the next lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when the one who invited you comes, he can say to you, friend move up higher and you will then be honored in the presence of all the other guests. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. And I just love that. I love this concept that we would be aware of of ourselves enough to be meek and to be humble. In every situation, to apply this principle to not take the place of honor first, but to take a place that's more modest, to take a place that's more humble. I hope this encourages you today, that this is the way of Jesus. Jesus, in this huge way, sort of takes the place of of us, right? He was born in a very humble place. He grew up in a very humble place. Uh, upbringing, you know, he worked hard his whole life as a as a laborer. He comes to us even in our hearts, and he's not dominant. He's not overbearing. You know, he doesn't exalt himself, even right to the very end. I love the story of how he lived this way in almost every situation, and I just want to encourage you today that I think we can live this way as well. And what effect would that have on the world around us? Right, because the world's way is to take and to you know, gather and grab for everything that we can get. Like the world's way is to sit in that most honorable place and make somebody move me. Well, it's kind of humiliating when that happens, right? So Jesus is simply saying, what if you were to take the lower place and be asked to move to the place of honor? You've earned it. In essence, right? You are asked by the host to move to a more prominent place. That's a way better situation than being asked to move down uh, to a place in the back row. I want you to be encouraged today that if we live this way, we're gonna, we're gonna shake up our world. This is not what the world expects. And so I hope it encourages you today. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Encouragers United podcast. We hope you're inspired and motivated by today's show. And if you enjoyed this episode, We would ask that you'd consider uh, sharing it with someone that you might know who would appreciate it, subscribing to the podcast so you would never miss another episode, and even supporting us financially through a monthly sponsorship. Your support will help us to continue to share uplifting stories, Bible teaching, and encouragement for listeners to never give up on encouraging and investing. In other people in positive ways. We look forward to bringing you more episodes of the Encouragers United podcast. And until next time, start where you are, take what you have, and do what you can.